Hello, Monetization Nation. Moviegoers love great origin stories. We want to know how beloved or hated characters became the hero or villain. We want details and stories to help us make sense of their decisions and motivations. Some great movies telling origin stories include Batman Begins, Guardians of the Galaxy, Harry Potter, then the Sorcerer's Stone, Iron Man, Monsters University, and Star Wars Episode III, Revenge of the Sith. After this intro, I'm going to tell you my much less exciting origin story. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. My origin story begins as an entrepreneurship student at Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. I was 18 years old, a freshman in college, and I knew nothing about the internet. After my first year in college, I left to go on a two-year mission to Brazil, where I helped people transform their lives and families by coming to Jesus Christ. While I was in Brazil, I fell in love with the children on the streets of the northern part of Brazil, where I served. These children were very poor. As these children approached me and asked for money, I would give them the change in my pocket. But because I was a volunteer missionary and did not receive any salary, that money quickly ran out. I vowed to do something to make a lasting difference for these children when I returned to the United States. While I was in Brazil, the internet took off. When I returned home, the internet felt like the days of the Wild West, where you could stake your claim on a piece of land. And if you worked the land for a period of time, the person who worked the land became the owner of that homestead. It was a new frontier where people could pick which area they wanted, and if they worked it well, they could become the owner or category king of that niche. During my sophomore year in college, I tried to start a Brazilian adoption program with my father, who was an adoption attorney. However, thanks to some very strict and ridiculous Brazilian adoption laws that are not in the best interest of children, we were not able to make it work. Some entrepreneurs would look at that as a failure, but I don't see it that way. It was a necessary stepping stone to the adoption.com business model. I have learned that essentially every successful entrepreneur has had to learn what didn't work and then pivot a business model to what was more successful. Pivoting is almost a rite of passage of successful entrepreneurs. Consider as an example Instagram, which began as a location-based check-in service and then turned into the social media giant it is today thanks to a pivot. During the first week of school, my junior year, I answered a call from someone who wanted to speak with one of my roommates. The caller left a message about a new HTML class for creating internet sites. The caller wanted my roommate to take the class with him. Neither the caller nor my roommate ended up taking the class, but I did. Before I even signed up for the second class, I was hooked on the idea of creating an internet business. Later in my junior year, I was tasked with creating a thesis as part of the BYU Honors Program. The thesis had to be about a topic within my major. As my thesis, I decided I would create a business plan about how to help children around the world through adoption using the internet. As I was researching that adoption thesis or business plan, I visited the adoption.com site for the first time. And while I was there, I sent the owner, Annette Thompson, an email asking if she would sell the domain name. She responded, asking for $10,000. We negotiated and agreed on a $6,000 sale price. I'm very grateful Annette agreed to sell that domain name. 
I don't think we could have succeeded without that. I'm very grateful for my father, Dale Gulliam, who loaned me the $10,000 for the domain name and some other startup expenses. I'm grateful for his trust and faith in me and for the expertise he contributed for many years. Adoption.com started in February 1997 in a computer lab on the third floor of the Marriott Business School at BYU. One of the TAs in that computer lab was an enormous help getting the first website launched. Soon after its launch, Adoption.com won the business plan competition in April 1997. BYU has an amazing organization of entrepreneurs called the BYU Center for Entrepreneurship and Technology. It is a group of very successful business leaders who come together to teach entrepreneurship and mentor students. I am very grateful for the help I received from that group. They put on the business plan competition, taught lessons I could apply to the business, and provided very valuable mentoring for me. This made a tremendous difference in the successful launch and growth of Adoption.com. In those early days of Adoption.com, as is the case with most startups, there was always too much to do, not enough revenue to hire employees, and not enough time to do it all. I guess that still hasn't changed. I remember in the early days working through the night until I couldn't stay awake anymore, then sleeping under my desk. The employees would turn on vacuums to wake me up in the morning when they arrived. Since then, I've come to value to a much greater degree the essential work-life balance that must accompany a successful entrepreneur. I know that as entrepreneurs, we do what it takes to get our businesses off the ground and through the challenging times, but it's very important to maintain a healthy balance between work, family, health, and other life priorities. After my junior year of college, I dropped out of school to focus on exclusively growing Adoption.com. I moved back in with my parents to cut my costs. My father let me use a small area of his office that he had previously used for storage. I'm very grateful to both of my parents. They let me keep my costs down so I didn't have to eat my seed corn. It took 10 years before I was able to go back and complete my undergraduate degree and my MBA. Adoption.com has many different adoption features and services. I've been blessed to work with a talented Adoption.com team who for decades have helped develop and provide these services. I will explain a few so you can understand how Adoption.com works and how we've been able to generate revenue to do the good we want to do. Adoption.com has a parent profile service that works kind of like a dating site to connect hopeful adoptive families with women who are pregnant and considering adoption. Families who are hoping to adopt and have gone through a rigorous home study process create feature-rich profiles on Adoption.com with photos, videos, endorsements, and recommendations, and much more. The families pay a monthly subscription fee to host that profile at Adoption.com. Then women who are pregnant and considering adoption go to the profiles and choose a family that they feel would be a good fit for their child. This service has helped transform closed adoption to open adoption, which is generally healthier for everyone. Adoption.com has a photo listing where hopeful adoptive parents can connect with thousands of children waiting to be adopted. We generate income by selling advertising on the photo listing to other organizations who want to sponsor the work of the photo listing. Other than that, the photo listing is offered as a free community service. We offer it for free so that we can maximize the number of children who can find loving, permanent families. We believe that every child deserves a family. Adoption.com has one of the two largest reunion registries. Historically, most adoptions were closed, and adoptees and birth parents did not know each other. Today, the vast majority of adoptions are open. 
If the people who are part of a closed adoption want to reunite with each other, the Adoption.com Reunion Registry can help make that connection. The registrants can register for free. They can also subscribe to receive additional recurring monthly services, such as viewing records and contacting other registrants. We are constantly producing adoption content, such as articles, videos, and guides to help educate people about adoption and share uplifting adoption stories. We also have a large online adoption community to provide support for everyone touched by adoption. We give away the content we publish and the community access for free. And then we generate monthly revenue through sponsorships, native advertising, and advertising banner sales. We operate AdoptionDirectory.com, which helps people find adoption agencies and attorneys in their area. Adoption organizations pay a recurring monthly subscription to receive an upgraded listing in the directory. We've operated AdoptionGifts.com, which sells adoption products such as books, jewelry, and apparel. I'm sharing these with you so you have a better idea of some of the types of monetization streams I've worked with. I love Adoption.com, and I'm blessed to have been able to work with it for so many years. I'm grateful for the amazing team who has worked so hard to create and provide the Adoption.com services. It's kind of like working inside a Hallmark movie. In fact, just yesterday I received a text from someone I've never met before who was interested in buying a product I had for sale online. He informed me that he is the grandfather of three Adoption.com babies. I love receiving messages like that and knowing that our team has helped create families. Over the years, numerous organizations have tried to purchase Adoption.com. In December 2019, after working with Adoption.com for more than 23 years, I chose to sell Adoption.com to the Gladney Center for Adoption. Gladney was one of the very first Adoption.com clients back in 1997 and has advertised with us for decades. Gladney is one of the premier adoption organizations in America, and I'm grateful that I get to continue to work with Gladney and Adoption.com. Here's some of the top monetization secrets that stood out to me from today's episode. Number one, we need to quickly identify the tectonic shifts affecting our businesses and seize the right opportunities, such as when I saw the internet take off. Number two, when selecting a business niche to pursue, entrepreneurs often have a better chance of success when we select a great sub-niche, like I did by selecting adoption. It wasn't as big as larger niches I could have pursued, such as family, but it was small enough that I could be the leader in the space. Where can you be number one in the world? Number three, find an opportunity you are passionate about, just as I was passionate and still am passionate about helping children and families through adoption. We will be much more successful in our efforts if we are passionate about what we are doing. Further, I believe that God makes things resonate in our hearts to guide us to the work that He needs us to do. Listen carefully to the things that resonate like that. Number four, as we build our ventures, we are going to have situations where things aren't going to go right, like my Brazilian adoption program. When we're in those situations, don't give up. Let's be grateful for what we've learned and recognize how that has helped us move further along our entrepreneurial journey. Let's use what we've learned to pivot to a better business model. Number five, ask for help. There are many great people who are willing to help along the path of our entrepreneurial journeys, such as the people in the BYU Computer Lab, my father, or the BYU mentors who made a huge difference in getting Adoption.com launched. There's a strength and a weakness that comes from the common entrepreneurial personality type. By nature, entrepreneurs generally have confidence in getting things done and doing it ourselves. 
unfortunately. As a result, we don't often ask for help from other people. When we ignore the resources that God has put around us and don't ask for help, we are crippling the monetization of our businesses. If we desire monetization we have never before achieved, we must leverage strategies we have never before implemented. I challenge each of us to pick one thing that has resonated with us from today's episode and schedule a time this week to implement it to better achieve our monetization goals. What is your entrepreneurial origin story and what secrets did you learn from it? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.